will experience your safety Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Every other areas of the Europe will come into your holy hands, O Lord. Every parts of Africa, every parts of Asia, every parts of America, the whole world, Father, will commit unto your holy hands that your will alone will be done. Amen. And you will reign supreme, O Lord. Father, speak to us today. Glorify yourself. Draw us closer to yourself. And above all, O Lord, Father, we pray that we shall not be a cast away from your kingdom. Thank you for your addition to this. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Uh, please let's be seated. Well, thank you very much. God bless. Hallelujah. And we encourage us as much as we can write today. Please let's write. Because that which God wants to speak to us on today, I know it will change some destinies. And I pray that the Lord will transform you to that which he wants you to be. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Many of us, we might have been seeing on the hear, we might have been hearing. But I just want to remind us this. Because the old world is in a state whereby many begins to doubt the existence of God. Even as at yesterday, the Archbishop of Canterbury said, he doubted, where is God? That is the old Archbishop for you. And if you are confronted anywhere and somebody is saying that, remind them of what is written in Matthew 24. They need to understand the sign of the end time. And also, where were they in Genesis 19 when God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah? And I pray that the Lord will give us the understanding. Genesis 19 and Matthew 24. Hallelujah. Let's open to Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 35 to 38. Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 35 to 38. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 to 38. He said, Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. For still a little while, a very little while, and the coming one will come and it will not delay, but the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, and only fervor born of faith and enjoying with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You can title this, Faith Leads to Patience. Faith leads to patience. Hallelujah. Amen. By God's grace, last week we look at not giving up, for the help is near. And the question which some of us might have been thinking, pondering on, we should not give up, we should not give up, so we should endure, we should be patient till when? And that's not a question for man to answer. It's God that has the answer. 
But it is for us to know that for us not to give up, there is a need for faith. It's for us to know that for us to be patient, there is a need for faith. And for us not to give up, there is a need for patience. Hallelujah. Amen. The level of your faith determines the extent to which you can be patient about matters. The level of your faith, the level of your confidence in God, the level of your believing in God determines how long you can wait patiently for His promise. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we look at Romans chapter 8, verse 25? Romans chapter 8, verse 25. He said, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it patiently. If we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it patiently. One of the challenges with this generation is we lack patience. Most of we say, yes, I have faith, but show me your patience. The patience is not there. And that is a test of that level of faith. If I say, I believe in God that is bringing a result to my prayer, that means I need to wait until he brings the result to my prayer. But it's very important for us to know that while we wait, there are certain things that needed to be done. Because if we look at Romans 12, verse 12, when, while we are waiting patiently, he said, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulations and be constant in prayer. Patience because I have faith that God will attend to my needs does not mean because I'm patient. I just leave it that God will do it at the right time. I still need to pray through until it happens. He said we should rejoice. Even yes, I know that he's bringing it to pass. Then I rejoice in that because I have the hope in him. I have the belief that he's going to fulfill that which he has promised. And I need to understand that even regardless of those challenges, prayer is the only way and is the only tool that I can adopt. So, when we look at this, say rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulations, and be constant in prayer. When we look at that hope that is referring to there, he's talking about our belief, our faith in him. And what do we understand by this faith? He say is the hand of possibility, which is the beginning of impossibility. So that means whereby you Every possible opportunity ends. That is where your faith starts. Why? What you can do without any man's help, you need no faith to achieve it. But what you cannot do, even with all the helps around you, then you need faith to take you through. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. If you look at Luke chapter 18, verse 27, Luke 18, 27, it says, What is impossible for man, it is possible for God. That means where every possibility is by man's standard ends, that is where God's operation starts in your life. 
And I pray that every area that you have got to that point, where looking unto man seems not to work for you, the Lord himself will begin his work in the mighty name of Jesus. And that is why if you look at Luke 137, it says, For God, nothing shall be impossible. So which means by the virtue of putting your trust in him, your confidence, your hope in him, is that nothing with him shall be impossible. But it reminds us of that Roman 12, 12, is that rejoice in this confidence that you have in me. So which means even the things around you might not look promising. But it's telling you, you say, yes, I know the tribulations are there. Say, but rejoice and be fervent in prayer. Pray constantly. And that situation when you get there, who has the total control over it? And knowing fully well that it's only God that has the total and the finance over that situation. And that is the reason why he says that when you are in that tribulation, even though you are rejoicing for the hope that is yet to be revealed or to be brought unto you, he said, but call upon me. Because I am the one that can change the time that I have determined to bring that solution through before. I can bring it quicker. And I pray that the Lord will attend to us speedily. In the mighty name of Jesus. It says, be patient. Be patient. Because he who has promised to come, will surely come. And he who has promised to do a thing, will surely perform it. And he says, even while you are being patient, keep on praying. Because it is through this prayer that the work can be done. It's not true you focusing on the challenges. It's not true you looking at those mountains as if they are so big. But it says, it is true you focusing on me, the author and finisher of your faith, that you can see the solution because the solution is in me. The more you look up to him, the more you see how close you are to the solution and to the end of that tribulations. And I pray that the Lord will give us the grace Amen. to continue to focus on him in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And it brings power into your life and at the same time it brings peace into your heart. And as believers I want us to know the greatest displeasure the greatest affliction a believer can bring upon himself is not praying. That's the greatest displeasure, the greatest affliction. Because even the kingdom of darkness understands that when you pray, something must happen. Because somebody hears the prayer of the saints. If you look at Matthew 21, 22, Matthew 21, 22, he said, whatever you ask in me or in my name, whatever you ask from my father, I said, you will receive if you have faith. Whatever you ask in prayer, in the name of Jesus, you will receive in as much you have faith. And this is the reason when the enemy wants to attack a believer, he attacks the faith first. 
once he's able to subdue your level of faith to the level whereby you begin to doubt that is God still answering prayer, the enemy will begin to creep in and he begin to do all his manipulation. And I pray that the enemy will not get hold of you in the mighty name of Jesus. If you look at Mark chapter 11, 22, Mark 11, 22, it says, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, should be yours. That means you have asked, you have believed, and definitely it is yours. And that is the word of God. But the question that might be going through the heart of so many is this. But after all, I've been praying, I've been asking, but I've not seen the results. But the word of God says, whatever you ask in prayer, believing that you have received it, is yours. So, why is this not happening in my life? And I want you to hold on to this. There is a need for relationship. Because if you look at John 10, 27, John 10, 27, he says, my sheep listen to my voice. Because they listen to my voice, he says, I know them. Because I know them, he says, they follow me. There is a relationship between the shepherd and the sheep. When there is no relationship between you and God, oh ask from today to tomorrow, quote the word of God from today to tomorrow, nothing will happen. Because the Satan understands the word and he can quote the word, but still the power in the world does not work for him. So for you to have the power in the world to work for you, you need to build a relationship with the one who is equally the word itself. And I pray that the Lord will give us that grace to understand His word. Hallelujah. When you have the relationship, He said, my sheep listen to my voice. So which means there must be a recognition. You must be able to recognize He who is speaking. He said, my sheep listen to my voice. Because they listen, I know them. So which means there is an identity. They identify with him. Mm -hmm. And then thereafter, because they have identified with him, he said they follow him. Then there is a performance, there's an activity that needed to follow thereof. So when you look at the recognition, which has to do with obeying the one who speaks, God speaks. His children hears him when he speaks. Because they have a relationship. What does he speak about? What is he telling us? Many a times, God speaks, but because of some little challenges we pass through, we avoid the reality of that which he's telling us. For instance, when you see a believer praying God from today to tomorrow, I want you to rebook Devorah in my life. God has spoken concerning Devorah. It's not a matter of your prayer. It's a matter of your action. Because if you look at Malachi 3 from verse 8, it says, bring unto me the, the tithes, bring unto me the offering and all the, the rest of it, that will rebook the Devorah on your behalf. So which means if you fail to do that which he has said, and you begin to pray for him to do that which he has said he's going to do by default of your faithfulness, of your action, then it's just a waste of time. Mm -hmm. 
Because he has spoken already. Even going beyond that, if you look at the John 15, 16, it says, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you. I have ordained you. I have commissioned you. Go forth, bear fruit. Ensure that your fruit abides. And whatever you ask in my name, my Father will do accordingly. And the question is this. God, I keep on asking, keep on asking. You never answer. And the question God is just waiting for you to answer by yourself is this. Every opportunity I've given unto you to witness about me, have you made good use of it? And the answer is no, and you keep on praying, God, I want you to answer my prayer. And he says, by so doing, ask whatsoever in my name. There's a need for recognition. Recognition which has to do with one, he said, my sheep listen. Which has to do with obedience, hearing him, obeying what he has said, doing that which he wants us to do. And even if you look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, he says, He who does not love is not of God, for God is love. And every day you keep on praying, I don't know what has come over me. I don't know what the things around me are. I look here and there, I do not see anybody to help me. But God is saying, he who does not love is not of God, for God is love. And because you have failed, even to express the love unto others, and you are waiting for people to love you. Mm-hmm. How would that happen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's the simple obedience. He said, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them. And they follow me. I know them. There is an identity. They identify with him. They identify with him. People can see, people can feel that there is an identity. When we talk of this identity, as believers, you need to know your identity in Christ. Hardly will you see the sheep seeing the shepherd and walk away. When you know your identity in Christ, if you look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, it tells us you need to understand your identity of completeness in Christ. Because in Him you are complete. Is it, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and power. When you fail to understand your identity of completeness in him, how do you want to command the principalities and power? Yes. But when you identify with him, who is the chief controller of all principalities and power? I say, I follow you. I have an identity, a relationship with you. Then whatever you say to principalities and power, they are not looking at you speaking, but they are looking at the controller speaking. If you look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, you have an identity about the mind of Christ. Is that let this might be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have an identity in Christ, which you need to identify. If you look at Philippians 4, 7, you have an identity. The peace of Christ is in you. And that is the reason as believers, the peace of the Lord that surpasses human understanding is be given unto you. He says, we guard your hearts and minds through Christ. 
And that is the identity that you have in Christ. Even the fear above oppressions and every manipulations of the enemy. If you look at Isaiah 54, 14, you have that identity to live far above oppressions. It says, in righteousness you shall be established, you shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear. The word of God says he has not given up the spirit of fear, but that of what? Sound mind. And you still see believers, they get to a situation, they say, I'm fearful. Fearful of who? He who can destroy the body, who cannot destroy the soul. Rather, for you to have the fear of him who can destroy everything in you, which is the fear of God. And you have the identity to be alive with Christ. If you look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5, because he has given you that life, he said, even when we were dead in trespass, God made us alive together with Christ. So which means there is life in you. And that life has been given unto you by the reason that Jesus Christ died because of you. And you need to tell the enemy that, listen, I have the life in me. I have the life in me. Even people might be perishing, I've been born to live. I've been born to live and to glorify God. And I pray that you will live in the mighty name of Jesus. And he has given you freedom, even from sins and oppression. If you look at Romans chapter 8 verse 2, I'm just giving you some of the identities that you have in Christ so that when you go during the week, you'll be able to tell every principality and power that, listen, I know my identity, I have my rights. And I'm here to establish and to exercise my rights over you. He said, for the law of spirit of life is Christ Jesus. He has made me free from the law of sin and death. Whatever the dream that you have and you see yourself in the grave, that's not you. Because he has given you life. Until he says that it is finished, it's not finished. Yeah. Until he says, come, the time has come that I need to see you. You are going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Even there might be bomb blasts around you. Until he says it's finished, it's not finished with you. And I pray that I will not bury any of you in the mighty name of Jesus. And he has given you the the identity of new creation, if you look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Whatever that has gone wrong in the past that the enemy is holding on to, militating every day that, listen, you have committed this sin 10 years ago. So do you think that has been cleansed? But the word of God is saying, because you have declared and accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior, he says you are a new creation. It's as if you have never sinned. And that is the identity you need to let the kingdom of darkness know. Even when it comes out, remember that lie you told years ago. You'll be able to say, listen, that was when I was not in Christ. Now I'm a new creation without sin. And that is the word of God. That is the identity we shall have with Christ. And he says, you are the ambassador of Christ. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, because you are the ambassador, wherever you get to, people see you as the ambassador of Christ. Because you, are, you share that identity. He says, now that we are ambassador for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So because you are the ambassador, wherever everyone sees you, they must see in you 
that identity yes. that we have seen you, we have seen Christ. Yes. Amen. They need not to see you and be asking, where is God again? I pray that God will help our generation. Amen. Brethren, when I saw the, I was driving this morning when I heard the news. And immediately I went online to check, is it true? And there was something that struck me most. And it is that many souls will leave Christ. Many will turn down their faith now. Many will denounce their faith if the whole archbishop could not have answer to the problem that people are seeing. Because many have put their faith in the archbishop. When you talk of Archbishop of Canterbury, he's well respected even in the United Kingdom. And if he says, I was asking God, we are doing this. And that is to let us know that the work is getting more tougher. Tougher and tougher. Why am I saying it's tougher? About two weeks ago, I was just in Lancaster and there was a call that just came in from a lady unknown number. I picked the call. And he said, I'm trying to find God. I said, okay. How far have you found him? He said, I've been trying. I know the Muslims. I know what is going on there. They love one another. I can't understand the Christian. We talked at length. But I can see she's in a state of confusion. But I was able to bring that to the point that number one, when you want to find God, you need to find Jesus first. Because if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, you can't have the Father. You say, I'm the life, the truth, and is the way. So for you to have the Father, you must go through the Son. And this is the state where many are in the United Kingdom. And now, look at the things that are happening around the world. And it throws so many people into the states of confusion. Even though the word of God has even said, is at the end time, even many of the elects, they will be led astray. So which means even for as many of us that are still standing, we should keep on in earnest to continue to seek God. And I pray that we will not lose our faith Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And for you to know more of your identity as may you an overcomer. If you look at Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, you are an overcomer, I say, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. So which means whatever the challenges of the enemies are, he has made you an overcomer. 
And this is what he has made, the plan he has made for you, even before you were born. And I pray that you will overcome in all in the mighty name of Jesus. And even if you look at Matthew 5, 14, say you are the light of the world. So which means once you have that identity, knowing fully well that you are the light of the world, wherever you get to, your light must bring light into everything that is dark in their situation. Is there a city that is set upon the hill? It cannot be hidden. So which means wherever Jesus was going in those days, once they see him, even spirits and principalities, they recognize that it's Jesus. And as children of God, it means wherever we find ourselves, even principalities and power must recognize that these are the children of God. These are lights. And there is Christ, if you look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, that dwell in you. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer how I will live, but it is the Christ that liveth in me. Yes. So which means wherever you find yourself and they're asking what's your identity, let them know it's not me that you used to know. It is the Christ that is in me that you can see. And that Christ for it to be seen, your character must show it. Your actions, your interactions, everything about you must show it. And if you look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, we say, In him we have redemption. You have been identified with him. And people must see that you are redeemed. You see, through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his glory. So there is no sin that should be running after you. You see, so many people, they probably say, maybe it's the sin I committed 20 years ago that is still haunting me. Even now that they are even in Christ, where is the sin? So if the sin of 20 years ago is still haunting them, then where is redemption? Then where is restitution? I pray that God will help us. Amen. If you look at Romans chapter 8, verse 33, Romans chapter 8, verse 33, say, I'm his elect. Is that which I bring a charge against God's elect? Because God has justified you. So who can bring charge against you? And this is your identity. Even when they are plotting against you, even in your place of work and they are plotting whatever they want to plot, remind them and remind God, this is your word. Who shall I bring a charge against me? You are the one that justify. Justify me in this situation and glorify yourself. And in you is a temple. You are his temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit, which he has created for his own glory. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19, he has made in you that temple. So which means your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And no demons can dwell in his temple. And that is the reason you need to know, even whatever that might be in you, by the power in the name of Jesus, every name must bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So which means once you declare concerning them, they must obey you. Because it's not you who is speaking. It's the controller of all principalities and power that is speaking through you. And I pray that God will continue to give you the boldness Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Going back to that 
1 John 10, 27, he said, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. We have looked at recognizing his voice, which has to do with obedience, identity with him, and then the activities. What are the things that you do? What are the things that you do? He say, my sheep, they hear my voice because they identify with me, and they follow me. So, you say you follow. The question is this. When you follow him, how do you follow him? Many a times, if you, 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 you cry to God, God, I need your mercy. But he says, they are obedient, they identify, and they follow. So which means in every area that you follow, you must follow as Christ does. Because if you look at Matthew chapter 5 or 7, because when you are praying for mercy, many a times it's better for us to have the understanding of what we are praying for. He said, I'll be merciful. He said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Even though he might have said, I'll be merciful unto whom I'll show mercy. But he said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And the question is this, 24-7 you keep on praying to God, God, show me your mercy. And even every opportunity that he has brought unto you to be merciful unto others, you abuse it. How committed are you to him? How committed are you to his service? Because if you look at James chapter 4 verse 8, he says, come closer. That means you take the first step and I will draw closer to you then I will take the second and the third step. How committed are you in a service? And if you look at the NIV, I think, ESV or what, one of it, it says, come close to God and God will come close to you. He said, wash your hands, your, you sinner, purify your heart for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. He said, when your loyalty is divided between God and the world, there is no way you can satisfy God. He said, no one can serve true masters. He said, you rather love one and you hate the other. You can't serve God and serve mammon. You can't be identified with God on Sunday and Thursday. And the remaining five days of the week, you identify with the world. And you say, I keep on praying, God will not answer. Because if you use that ratio alone and put your prayer based on that ratio, 2 over 7, and imagine you have asked for 7 things from the Lord, then you will only receive 2. That's mathematical expression. But the point is, your loyalty is more to the world. And then you are praying that, yes, I have an heavenly father in whom I have an identity. And you look at you and you can see more of the worldly identity. How do you want him to answer? I pray that the grace to focus more on him that he will give unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. What are we looking at? Faith leads to patience. Faith leads to patience. So which means, number one, you need to recognize. Recognize him. Be obedient to him. Then also, even beyond recognizing and being obedient, you need to identify with him. Identify with him. And you need to get involved. And your involvement has to do with the action. 
I've said it before. I said there are situations whereby you don't need the prayer to pray. But you just need to do the workings. Because he has made the answers there to be there by default. But when you leave that, you need to do undone. Like Apostle Paul. He said, I found myself doing that which I did not want to do. And those things that I wanted to do, I find myself not doing them. He said, it's not me that is making this error. He said, but it is that which is in me, which is the sin, or which are the things that do not glorify God. And that is the reason as believers, when we get to that state, when we are losing our patience, we need to begin to check because our faith is going down. When you get to the point and you realize that I have no patience any longer about that which I've been asking God for, that means you are losing your faith. You are losing your faith. And it's rather better to quickly come back to Him. Why? The time that it will take you to be there is not as long as the time you have spent waiting. What am I saying? When we are getting to a turning point in life, that is when the journey gets tougher. The journey becomes steeper. Imagine when you are climbing a hill and you are getting to the top of the hill. That is the most dangerous point. When you begin to think, I think I'm getting tired now. Do I go back? But when you look backward, you see that the journey is far. When you look forward, you see it's not far, but it's tough far. And the word of God, if you look at Luke 9.62, it says, No one puts his hands on the plow. Looking back, is feet for the kingdom of God. So which means all the time you have been waiting upon him, you have been focusing on him. And you get to that point and you look at it as if, I think I'd rather go back because it's getting more tougher. Enemy is just playing games. But you need to know that God is waiting. And he's the one that is still giving you the strength. And that is why as believers we cannot afford to joke with our faith. We cannot afford to play down our belief in Christ. What are we saying in essence? Bringing everything to a conclusion. Your patience should be motivated by a few things. The number one, your former experience should motivate your faith and your patience. Enduring because every time you have endured in the past, it came forth for you. Every time you have prayed in the past, it answered. That means every time you have put your trust in him, it came forth. That is your number one motivation. Because if you look at Proverbs 3, 5, from verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, with all your strength. So which means because you have put all your trust in him in the past, you saw the result. That is enough to motivate you. And secondly, you have waited too long. Which means... If you fail to wait the remaining period that is left, all the time that you have been waiting is wasted. And lastly, the fear of God's displeasure 
should deter you from going back. The fear of God's displeasure should deter you from going back. Because if you change your focus, as Proverbs said, he say it's like a dog that returns to his vomit. When you have pledged your allegiance to Christ, that in everything, I will wait upon you till I see the results. And when it's getting tougher, which is meant to give you the understanding that you are getting closer to the answer, and you think, I can't be patient again, then you need the people around you that will be able to lift you up. Because the enemy is already finding his way to bring you down. And I pray that the enemy will not bring you down in the mighty name of Jesus. What is Apostle Paul telling us? If you look at Romans chapter 6, verse 1 to 2, he said, can we continue in sin and be praying for the grace of God to abound? He said, God forbid. Could there be anything that you have been doing which God has been speaking to you about that deal with this situation and I will come forth? Because if you look at that James 4, it is a draw close to me and I will draw close to you. As if he's speaking to you that leave everything that distracts our relationship. Let this our relationship be cordial. And then you are saying, no, I can leave everything but this one. I don't know how my people will feel. I don't know how my friends will feel. I don't know how the people around me will feel. But God is saying, leave everything. For us to be able to come in and speak to each other one to one. Please let's rise. We're going to pray a few prayers. While we encourage, number one. God answers prayer. That's number one thing which I've known. That nobody taught me. But it's an experience. I can preach that from today to tomorrow. Until you have that experience, you cannot believe it. That God answers prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. And I know that. There is something that exists called the devil. Which at every point in time, try as much as possible, even to make the believer see that the journey is very far. Even when they are even by their breakthrough, if they manipulating it for them to see that the journey is far. What are we saying? If you are not in Christ, if you are not in Christ, it means the journey will ever look far. The journey will ever look far. Because he who is in charge of those who are not in Christ, 
brings about challenges where no one will be able to see that there is an end to those challenges. But for those who are in Christ, even when there are challenges, he has made provisions for them concerning their way of escape. He has made breakthrough available for them. That regardless, as they are looking at him, they be seeing that I'm almost by my point of breaking through. While every eyes are closed and we are praying for ourselves, if you are here and you have never given your life to Christ, all that we have been saying is just a drama to you until you give your life unto him. But he is God. And even all the blessings that you could have lost to him, he can bring everything back within a few minutes to you. So if you are not in Christ, I will encourage you and I will beg you because we're in a dangerous time now where we don't know where the next bomb can be detonated. People that were in France, many thought, yes, after all, I'm not in France, I'm in Mali. And even Mali experienced his own. Even beyond that, Brazil is under so much of threat now. Nobody knows when his own hand will come. But the question is, if you are not in Christ, he said they will be in that furnace where there will be gnashing of teeth till eternity. And that is not a place that is good for a child of God. If you are not in Christ, I will encourage you. This is an opportunity just for you to give your life unto him. And what I will just request of you is wherever you are, you can signify. I'll pray for you. And then we guide you on how to hold on to him. If you are not in Christ, you have the opportunity to find your way unto him. And even if you are in Christ, but you go to a point in life, I want us to begin to pray for ourselves. You go to a point where you are losing your patience. You know that concerning so many matters, you are losing your patience. And definitely I can assure you that that is affecting your trust in God. It's affecting the confidence you have in God. Because your faith is meant to grow your patience. And if your patience is now going down, that's to tell you that your faith in Him has been affected. If you're in that situation, I will encourage you wherever you are, you can signify. We pray together and then we continue with other prayers. You're in a situation whereby your faith or your patience concerning those matters you have been praying to God for is going down the drain. And you know that I'm not patient again. I think I need to have another solution. If you're in that situation, I want you just to signify while her eyes are closed. And for everyone, I want you just to cry to the Lord, the Father, please forgive me of any instable relationship that I might have had with you. 
instability in relationship. Because for us to trust in him, we need a relationship. We trust so much in someone that we have a relationship with. That Lord, in any way that my relationship with you might have been affected, that please show me your mercy. Please help me, oh Lord. Please help me, oh Lord. Because your faith as believer, your confidence must move on to the next level. We must grow. But when there is issue with the relationship that you have with him, it makes you to think heaven is their God. It makes you to think that does God understand what I'm passing through. But regardless of whatever you are passing through, he understands. He understands. And all I will just encourage you is just pray that Lord, I know that you are still in control. Even things might not have got to where I wanted to get to. It might not have been the best that I've expected for my life at this moment, but I know that you are in control. And nothing will change this concerning my situation, that you will continue to be in control. The Father, help me, O Lord, to draw close to you. Just pray to the Lord for yourself. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And I want you just to pray for the person next to you. Uh, you can join your faith with the person. You just say, Father, you are the father of the helpless. And you are the helper of the helpless. Please help your child, O Lord, in every area where your she struggles. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just cry to the Lord. Because the enemy understands that when we struggle with certain things in life, she can through that temple of faith. That in every area that your child might have been struggling, oh Lord, we cry unto you, the helper of the helpless. Because he has no help from any man. Then, Father, please help this your child, oh Lord. Help this your child in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. This is the amount of divine assistance, and you are still going to pray for that person. That, Father, please send unto your child. Divine helper before this month ends in the mighty name of Jesus. Just cry to the Lord for that fellow. That Lord, please send unto your child, O oh Lord. Divine helper. Divine helper. That will be able to stand and fight every battle of his or her life. That will be able to plead his or her cause. That will be able to stand and say, this one must be justified. That will be able to stand even in the sight of every opposition. That this one cannot be condemned, but be justified. That Father, please send this help. That send this help, O oh Lord. Send angels like men, O oh Lord. That you send them in form, O oh Lord. To the level that when people see, they will know that truly this is sent by God. That Father, please send unto your child in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And you are going to pray for yourself that Father, Father, every good work you have started in my life, please complete it speedily. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just pray to the Lord for yourself. Because God has started so much in your life. But I know there might be oppositions. Daniel prayed, God has sent his answer, but there were oppositions. So that is just to let you know that even that which God has sent to you, 
that which he has started in your life, there could be an opposition. And until you pray that, Lord, this opposition, oh Lord, I want you to subdue them. I want you to bring my breakthrough to be seen by all men. I want all men to hear about my testimony. That, Father, I pray, oh Lord, that, Lord, send unto me, oh Lord, help from where I do not hope. Help from where I do not expect, oh Lord. So that everything you have started in my life would be accomplished speedily. It will be completed very soon. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just pray to the Lord for yourself. Pray to him that, Father, let your peace reign in my life. Let your peace reign in my life. Let your peace reign in my home. Let your peace reign in the life of my children. Let your peace reign at the place of my work. Let your peace reign in my study. That, Father, even in everything I do, let me receive favor. That, Father, let me receive favor. Let me receive your favor, oh Lord. Because the Bible, the word of God tells us in Luke chapter 2, he said, Jesus, he was favored by God. And because he's been favored by God, he said he was favored by men and he was growing in wisdom. That Father, let me receive favor. That this week I'm stepping into Lord. Let me receive favor. In every door that I knock, oh Lord, let me receive favor. In every, concerning every prayer I've, been, I've prayed unto you that is yet to receive answer, that Lord, this week, oh Lord, let the answers begin to come forth, oh Lord. That let the answers begin to come forth, oh Lord. That Father, this month, oh Lord, shall not pass me by without sharing the testimony about the goodness of God. That Father, this month shall not pass me by, O Lord, without testifying to your greatness. That Lord, this month shall not pass me by, O Lord, without telling others that God is an awesome God. The Father, let me receive favor in the mighty name of Jesus that will release upon me grace to be faithful, O Lord. Grace to be faithful in everything I do. Grace to be faithful in every areas of my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for your God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. We're going to pray this as the last one. If we look at the Joshua chapter 7, it says, Achan sinned. But it was recorded, it says, the Israelites sinned. And I began to think within myself, why could a man sin? And they say the sons of Israel like sin. Hallelujah. Amen. I think it would have been written that, oh, Achan sin. Rather say the Israelites sin. And you are going to pray for yourself. That, Lord, you will help me to live up to your standard. And destruction shall not come over my home through me. And destruction shall not come over my home through any of my loved ones. Destruction shall not come over my family. That destruction shall not come near my dwellings, O Lord. The Father, everything that the enemy might want to work out in order for me to act against your word. The Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, you will open my eyes, O Lord, so that I'll be able even to speak against those things. Because God has given you the authority but you need to exercise that authority. The Father, sin shall not come through me into my home. That sin shall not have a place of abode in my home. That sin shall not find a way into my family. That Father, destruction shall not beset my family, O oh Lord. That even in this season, O oh Lord, we know your word says, in the end time, 
there will be so many things happening and we can see that grace to be more fervent, grace to uphold your banner, grace to come upon you the more, that Father, please, you will release upon me. That Father, you will release upon me. Just begin to appreciate the name of the Lord for yourself. That Father, I thank you for this week that we are starting. That Father, I thank you because in this new week, you will prove that you are the Almighty God. That in this new week, oh Lord, I know that you are the Lord, my banner, the Jehovah Nisi. That Father, you will continue to protect me and you continue to be my security. That Father, in every of my steppings, O Lord, I will not move outside your coverage. That every of my journeys, O Lord, you will go with me. In everything I lay my hands upon, that Father, you will walk with me. In everything that I do, O Lord, you will show yourself great. That Father, in this week, O Lord, that no evil shall befall me, no evil shall befall my loved ones, no evil shall befall even my habitations. The Father, whatever the enemy might have got in their plan for this week, the Father, by the reason of me, O Lord, that Lord, you will save this land, that by the reason that I serve you, O Lord, it will be pleasing unto you to save United Kingdom. The Father, in United Kingdom, your peace will reign. Even though there might have been some horror in the Watford area, the Father I know that every plans of the enemy concerning this United Kingdom shall not stand because I live in United Kingdom and I want peace for this United Kingdom. And you can extend that to every member of your family in other parts of the world. The Father, even in my country, in all the country where I have my loved ones, that because I serve you, O oh Lord, they will experience your peace, that the plans of the enemy shall not stand in the mighty name of Jesus. And just pray unto him that, Lord, this week you will glorify yourself again. Thank you, Father, for you are the most high God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. A chant of this we thank you. Eternal Rock of Ages, you are the I am that I am. There is no one like you. Father, we say thank you, Lord. Because even up to this present moment, you are the one that have preserved us. And we say thank you for all this. And we know that even beyond now, you will continue to preserve us. And Father, we pray that that fruit which you expect from us, that we will bear those fruits in the mighty name of Jesus. That which you want the whole world to see, to the level that they'll be able to say, these are unique people. These are Christ followers. That Father, that will be seen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And we pray unto you, O oh Lord, that Lord, as we go in this week, you will order our steps. Amen. Where there will be trials, where there will be issues, where there will be disturbances, Father, we pray that we will not walk in those zones. Amen. And we use the insurance that you have upon us, and we extend it to the whole United Kingdom. And we pray that your peace will reign in this land. Amen. Your peace will reign in this land. Amen. Your peace will reign in Leicester. Amen. Your peace will reign in our respective Amen. homes. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And concerning all our loved ones that are far away in other parts of the world, Father, we pray that your peace will reign in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, we are just reminding you of the covenant that we have with you at the beginning of this year. That Lord will not bury anyone. 
And Father, we know that you have been faithful unto your word. And we pray that, Lord, we will not do anything contrary to our own part, which we violate or make this to be revoked in the mighty name of Jesus. And it is a prayer, oh Lord, that even the year that is ahead of us, that all of us will see that year joyfully. Amen. We will get into that year happily. And your joy will fill our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. This Friday, oh Lord, Father, we pray that you will speak unto us again. Amen. You will glorify yourself in our midst. Amen. And for as many that be praying, that Lord, I want to see that testimony, oh Lord. Father, we pray that this Friday, oh Lord, let it not pass them by. Amen. Let them have their testimony. Amen. And let them share the testimony. Amen. Father, we worship your holy name. Amen. Thank you for that which we have given unto you today. And we give all glory unto your holy name. And we pray, Lord, that when we hear from one another, it shall be good news. Amen. When we speak to one another, it shall be good news. Amen. None of us shall send any emergency messages. Amen. And none of us shall call for people for emergency Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you because you are the ancient of days. In the name of thy son Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. And the grace in fellowship. The grace of Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me.